Hey everybody, I'm Dan Vespris, the host of Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball's flagship full-season fantasy podcast. We cover every piece of news, every mock draft, every rank list, pickups, drops, buy lows, sell highs, and every sleeper candidate all year long, Monday through Friday. Come check us out. We're Fantasy NBA Today, and you can follow me on Twitter for updates at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. We'll talk to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop Ballers! Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Iris Silver. As always, it is Thursday evening around 6 p.m. We're recording this episode. Uh, I have a fantastic guest on the show today. Going to drop some knowledge about betting and some MLB. He's really, really good at the MLB. Before we go ahead and say hello to him, want to remind you guys this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. They just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with their water-resistant technology. Go over to manscaped.com, type in the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping. Our guest tonight, or for the Friday episode, I should say, is Jason Radowitz. Uh, Jason, SBR Sports, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Can't complain. We have the uh, NLB playoffs coming up, so... uh... You know, I'm all excited over that. I know, man. I know. It's it's one of those uh, sports that I only recently got into betting. Uh, you know, I've always betted, but really seriously, taking it a lot more seriously. I've always been a big basketball, live betting basketball guy and football guy. So I'm glad to have you on. Maybe you can share some knowledge with me and the uh, listeners out there and how you go ahead and prepare your, you know, uh, your MLB slate. But, um, you know, you know. Did you get into, so tell me a little bit, tell the listeners who aren't familiar with you, you know, tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you get in the industry and, you know, how'd you end up where you are today? Yeah, it's a long story. It's been a, uh, a crazy ride for me. Uh, I was always into sports, you know, growing up. I was a big sports fan, big New York sports fan. I'm from New Jersey. Haven't left New Jersey uh, throughout my entire life. And, uh, I love New Jersey, but, you know, our, our sports uh, teams aren't the greatest. Uh, so, you know, being able to, um, to root for other teams, not just your favorite teams, uh, is always good, especially being from uh, New Jersey with, you know, for example, the Mets, awful. The Jets, the Giants, awful. The Knicks, awful. The Nets are, are getting there. The Yankees have always been good, but those are two teams that I'm not really a fan of. So, uh you know, I've always been a sports fan, and I've always loved writing about it. Uh, so, you know, when I was in high school, I actually built a, a sports blog on New York sports, and uh, 
you know, got so many people to write for it. Um, just kind of help people get their, get their writings out there. Um, you know, trying to get into college or, or trying to, you know, get a, a job off of, you know, different samples that they can put on my, on my website. Um, but then I went to college and uh, got away from that website. Uh, but, you know, I uh, started to write for the newspaper there and I became a sports editor for the University of Hartford's newspaper. But quickly I uh, made a relationship with the Hartford basketball team there. And uh, with the Hartford basketball team, uh, they, they had they brought me on as a manager and an analytic kind of guy uh, to help them with numbers and um, you know just analysis and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so from there, I kind of realized, all right, I love sports, but I love trying to find an edge. Like, how do we how do we win every game? Um, and that that was the kind of part that I loved a lot. But I was also an avid, and I still am. I'm an avid, you know, gym goer. I love the gym. Love to eat. Love to sleep. And uh, you know, get all my, you know, get what I get what I need, you know, done for the gym. Well, being a part of a basketball team as a graduate assistant, it, it was so much work and um, not much time to, you know, be able to to work out and uh, get that part of my lifestyle in check. So after being a graduate assistant, I said, hey, I'm going to be a, a uh, you know, fitness coach, and um, that didn't necessarily work out for me. Uh, so I was you know, writing on the side, you know, for sports betting, obviously sports betting on the side already before writing. And uh, once it got legal in New Jersey, I was, it was all out of game for it. And, uh, you know, I just love the uh, analytical side of trying to find an edge and, uh, you know, betting on sports. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure and uh, a lot of pressure that comes with it, but uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking of that pressure, it must be, uh, you know, I do the same thing. I put out some picks on, uh, on my Twitter as well. I know you do too. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough when, when things don't go your way for a couple of days, you know, I, I know you're successful at it. I, I've been pretty successful with sports betting as well. And, uh, you know, when things don't go your way, you do get some, uh, some flack from the, from the followers, you know what I mean? So, how do you deal with that on kind of a nightly or weekly basis? I mean, do you shrug it off and you're like, well, if people don't want to follow me, that's fine. Or, you know, are you, you know, how do you kind of deal with it and your, your following? Well, let me tell you on the side without showing it on Twitter, I get upset. Right. And I'm, I'm one of the most optimistic people, you know, person you'll, you'll meet um, in real life. I'm so optimistic. And uh, you know, when, when you lose a sports bet, it, it, I don't care if I lose myself, but I care about other people's money. Like I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, I'll, I'll put money on, on games that, like, I can afford to lose, right? So I'm not worried if I lose it because I can afford it. But I know there's people out there that aren't like that and might wager more than they should. And, uh, you know, when you lose, it, it, it really stings because you see other people, um, you know, losing, you know, what, what you had recommended. Uh, but the reality is I always tell people, like, you know, wager, wager what you can wager what you can lose because um, no matter what edge you have on a certain game, it doesn't matter. It, it's not going to go your way hundred percent of the time. You know, I don't know, you know, how many of your listeners are into the stock market, but we just saw a huge, you know, a, a small little crash. And, and that, that will happen in sports betting too. We'll have weeks where we just don't have it. Things just don't go our way, but we'll also have weeks where we have, you know, 20 to, to one runs and, and we're winning 20 games, losing just two. Uh, that, that happens in sports betting. And the reality is 
you need to just win six out of ten games as long as you're betting under minus two hundred. You just need to go sixty percent, uh, and then you'll be profitable. So you're allowed to lose four. You just need to win six, and um, I think that's the biggest thing because there's going to be some people that are going to be you know following you on a certain day, and they might end up losing you know one out of three, or you might win one out of three games, and um, you know they think you're a loser, but in the long run, like you've won six out of ten, so you're actually profitable because you've won more than lost and you're 60%. Uh, so I think it's, you know, if people don't follow you hundred percent of the time, uh, you know, it, it could be really confusing for them. Uh, and they might, you know, start to think that maybe you don't know what you're talking about, but you know, at the end of the day, you just got to kind of shrug it off. Uh, people that are rude, people that are obnoxious, you just have to block. You just can't deal with it. And um, you know, me being optimistic, me being that, that nice person online, the one that, that goes on Twitter, I never, don't, you'll never see me curse out a player, curse out a team. Like, that's just, that's a terrible kind of, you know, I, I, I don't condone, like, that's just not how, how to go about things. Um, and so when you're kind of that person that just kind of is relaxing, optimistic, very nice to people, respond to people, and, and just appreciate people, uh, you'll get that back from most people. Um, and that's what I noticed the most. So the people that are, are rude and obnoxious, they just get the block. The people that understand it's a journey, the people that are, that are, are respectful, just like I am to them, you know, they, they'll, they'll be there for the journey and they'll be profitable at the end with me. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, we talk about on this show all the time, you know, most of the time on this show, we break down pretty much almost every game on the card and, you know, I'll lean a certain way and then I'll give out my, my official picks on Twitter but, you know, we talk about it all the time that it's all about bankroll management, right? You know, when someone gets mad or someone, you know, gives you a little flack and, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like they might be down and they're, they're trying to press, you know what I mean, with your picks. And, you know, you just got to, you just got to, um, you know, believe in your process and, and, and know, know you're good at it. And, and that's really it. I mean, I agree with you 100%. Um, Jason, I know you love betting MLB. so were you always an MLB better exclusively or what point did you have a point in your career in your sports betting career where you said to yourself, man, I got to focus on this sport. I'm actually really, my numbers are showing that I'm much better at baseball than I am at, you know, hockey or basketball, for instance. Yeah. So for me, but being in the betting industry, it's actually been um, not so long. You know, it's been about, you know, a little bit over a year now since I've been in the betting industry, uh, since it came to New Jersey, that's really when I started to take it more seriously. And, you know, I, I thought to myself, like, hey, I, I could actually, um, you know, get a little bit of secondary pay off of this um, if I put in the right work. And, um, you know, something for me, uh, you know, even growing up, you know, I think my, it was kind of funny, like my family and friends would always say, you know, we'd always talk about sports and um, they would always talk about how, like they couldn't follow what I was saying because I was so in depth and talked too much and, and just knew too much about sports. Uh, so just my background in sports, just growing up has always been tremendous. And uh, I think that's kind of carried over into betting where now I can look at the analytics and the numbers that I learned that I'm really good at and capable of when I was with the university of Hartford basketball team. Uh, but I think baseball specifically, it's the biggest numbers game you'll ever see. There's so much, much strategy involved in the game uh obviously we look at the era we look at 
batting average, we look at, you know, innings pitched, we look at games started, wins and losses, uh, war, ground ball rates, left on base percentage. There's just so many numbers, lefty on righty splits. Uh, you know, I think there's just, there's just so much strategy involved in baseball compared to all the other sports. Like there's obviously, you know, strategy in football. There's obviously strategy in basketball. But baseball, it really comes down to pitcher versus batter, team versus team. So you can really kind of dig into one versus one, who's going to come out on top. Whereas a team, it's a little bit harder because at the, you're, 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 there's just more scenarios that can come out of it because there's five in basketball or, you know, more in football, same with hockey. Um, so the reality is baseball is just such a strategy game. So the numbers are just so involved. And, um, you know, to me, and I think a lot of people that follow me, they kind of see that once you're able to really crack down on these numbers, you can really have an edge uh, in baseball. And of course, it's not always going to go your way, but uh, for the most part, it should go your way. Um, and that's what it's kind of done this year. It's been, uh, it's been a weird year, especially with, with COVID outbreak and all that stuff. Um, just having, you know, two months of baseball, it's harder to build a bankroll that way as well. But thankfully I've been doing really well in the NFL as well. And um, also, you know, starting with college football as well. So, um, you know, a lot of great sport coming and uh, that, that's why we'll be able to continue, continue the bankroll moving forward, even after the baseball season's over. Love it. Um, what are your thoughts on MLB's postseason? You know, it's such a short season. Uh, do you think it's going to be anything like the past or, you know, is this going to be kind of this new age MLB postseason? You know, how are you approaching you know, this, this, this betting landscape moving forward? Are you looking to any particular teams? Or, I mean, I know we, have, we don't know exactly who's going to be matched up against two, but um, are you looking at any particular teams going forward? Do you think it's going to be, you know, high scoring? Uh, do you think it's going to be low scoring? What are your overall thoughts on the postseason for the MLB that's about to start here soon? Well, right now it's been really interesting. Uh, just towards the end of the season, we're seeing a lot more unders than uh, we used to see. So uh, going into the playoffs, I'm not sure if uh, getting rid of the teams will you know, create more overs in these games. But so far, it's been really interesting to be getting a lot more uh, unders as of late. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I think the playoffs will be really interesting. Um, you know, that the first day of the season, or the first day of the playoffs, I mean, uh, we're going to have eight straight games or eight games uh, on the same day of playoff baseball. That's something we've never seen before in the history of the game, um, which, which is really intriguing and, and really exciting. Um, really be hard to keep up with it all, but... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So exciting just having, you know, eight different games in the MLB playoffs at once. Do I think this is here to stay? I'm not entirely sure. In the future, they'll, they'll continue on with, it in, with an expanded playoff like this. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. I think if, it, uh, if it's enjoyable and it all works out in the end, it could be here to stay. Just like, you know, the DH and the NL could be, you know, there to stay along with, you know, having a runner on second in extra innings. That could be here to stay as well. Uh, just because we, we, I mean, we've seen the MLB 
um, starting to kind of move faster with their games with extra innings being a little bit faster now because of the uh, guy on second base. So there's a lot of different intriguing uh, options that the MLB has that they can look at, you know, throughout this season. Uh, it's been really interesting for sure. But the teams I'm looking for uh, in terms of the playoffs, I, you know, I, I think the Yankees, are, they're, so, they're so healthy right now. And uh, they weren't throughout the entire season. And uh, coming back, I, I think that they have a huge edge there. If they can get solid pitching from their, uh, you know, three and four, you know, five starters. We, we don't know if uh, we'll be able to have that number one starter pitch on early rest or uh, whatnot in, in this playoff. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what pitchers will be able to pitch on short rest, what uh, teams will like to go four or five starters. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, but, you know, teams like the Yankees, teams like the Dodgers, the Padres, the teams with really good offenses and a solid uh, starting pitching group should be able to get the job done in the playoffs. Do you think that there's any chance that a team outside those three uh, who are going to be obviously the favorites to win it all this year have a chance to, to make a real big run and potentially win the World Series? I mean, I mean, if Cincinnati can hit, I mean, who's going to want to face those pitchers on that team? I mean, you know what I mean? So are there any, are there any particular teams, maybe like a long shot that you would, you would maybe, you know, lean to? I, don't, I wouldn't say you have to recommend it or give it out as a pick, but is there any team in particular as a, as a dark horse that could come out of this winning the World Series other than the, you know, the big names? I like your Indians pick. You know, I, I think we just saw, you know, Tristan McKenzie go into relief for two innings uh, just yesterday, and uh, that just shows you how deep their pitching staff is. They're, they're able to get rid of Clevenger uh, because they know they have McKenzie and they get Cal Quantrill, um, you know, on, on their roster. So the Indians, you know, their pitching has been so good, but their hitting has not been. Uh, it's a hitting, like, like, they're, like the Indians lineup, it's so good from top to, like, from the top of the lineup has four switch hitters. It aggravates more, me every day. Players. It aggravates me every single yep. day. Exactly. And so they, they have a great, um, you know, team on paper. It's just not happening uh, in the games, but their pitching is just so good. Another team, the White Sox, their pitching is fantastic. Uh, you look at Giolito, you look at Dunning, uh, you look at Keiko. All those guys are great pitching. The White Sox have so much power. They can definitely get the job done. Um, I think an, a, a team that could really shake some, some heads would be the San Francisco Giants in the uh, NL. The Giants, you know, their, their offense has been kind of a lot better than I think we've all expected coming into the season. Uh, what's weird is the Marlins being in the playoffs. I don't think we, anybody – would have ever expected that. I mean, not, not the Giants either, but even the Marlins, like they might be making the playoffs this year, which would be just ridiculous knowing, um, you know, I don't know if many average baseball fans could even tell me a single player on the Marlins roster uh, and they might <laughs> be playing in the playoffs. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's, uh, the expanded playoffs has been really crazy. There's teams like uh, potentially like the Phillies, like the Mets who have, you know, some solid lineups and solid pitching, and they, they're going to look – they might potentially look on the outside. Um, really weird. Really weird season so far. What do you think about the Reds? Uh, the Reds. Yeah, they're hitting – they have to get better too. Uh, but if they're going to make it, you know, they might they might be like an eight seed. They, they might – you know, we, we don't really know yet, I think. Uh, so, if they're facing the Dodgers, you can forget it. You know what I mean? Right. But if they're facing – you know, let's say they get the six seed somehow, and they have to face the Cubs – I mean, we just watched the Cubs get destroyed by the Pirates in three straight games. Uh, and the Cubs could be in the top four uh, 
in the NL in the matchup. So, yeah, who's ever going up against the Cubs, they have a chance to, to, get, a, to get a series win for sure as a six seed. Yeah, I bet before the season started, I bet the Indians at 20 to 1. So that's my ticket. That, that's my, that's my uh, futures ticket in the MLB right now. And, uh, and I also bet – I made a, a couple weird bets in terms of like, you know, I thought maybe COVID might play a part. You know, I took a little small piece on the Rockies and a little small piece on the Diamondbacks. But other than that, the Indians really is my only live uh, ticket here, I would say, uh, to get anything done. Um, but let's shift gears for a second. Um, from MLB, let's talk a little bit about football. I know you said you're you're you've been you've been playing the the uh, the college football slates. You've been playing NFL. Anything that sticks out to you this weekend as a good spot for a certain team? Yeah, there's a lot of great spots. You know, one underdog that I kind of like are the Rams going up against the Bills. Uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of hype around the Bills as there should be. They have a great defense. Uh, Josh Allen, a running quarterback, is leading the league in uh, passing yards, which is really weird. But the reality is he faced the Jets and the Dolphins. Um, now going up against the Rams, who have a much better secondary, obviously just locked up you know, half of their secondary right before the season. Uh, I don't really see the Bills getting as much offense as they got these first few games. Uh, so I do like the Rams as a underdog in this game on the road. I know it's a cross country. I get all of that. But um, and I think the Rams offense kind of showed what they're capable of. I know the Bills defense is really good and the Rams defense has had a great secondary. So I, li- I like this game, you know, for the Rams to, to get the underdog win. But you know, I don't think there's going to be too many points in this game either. Yeah, I mean, uh, I-, I agree with you. I think the Rams are better than everyone thought they were going to be this year. And – you know, the Bills – listen, I'm a, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I just – I think he's got a cannon for an arm, and if he can ever get a little bit more accurate, he'll be amazing. Uh, and he can run the ball. I think that the Bills have something special there and, and something special going on there. So, hopefully he can continue it. But I do like your pick with the Rams. I was also thinking about that one as well. Uh, any thoughts on the Patriots game this weekend? I, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the Patriots as a, uh, as a big favorite here in this spot. I just think it's a really – really bad spot for the Raiders coming off a Monday night victory against the Saints traveling all the way to New England. Uh, any thoughts on this game for you? I've enjoyed Cam Newton with the Patriots. And I know in his, in his last uh, game, you know, he didn't get that touchdown on the one yard line, but you know, they, they've ran the ball really well. He has really great chemistry with Edelman already. Some really long plays with Edelman. He looked really good. Uh, and you know, the Patriots defense is one of the best in the league and, you know, I think people kind of forget that at times. And, of course, you know, they struggled versus Russell Wilson. But, you know, right now Russell Wilson's the guy uh, that, that many people are pinpointing as the MVP of the season. You know, all, you know it's only two weeks. I get that. But, um, you know, it was a tough go against Russell Wilson. But I don't think it's going to be a tough go against Carr, uh, per se. So um, what's interesting is Las Vegas, they're 2-0 and uh, since changing locations. That's pretty impressive. But, yeah, they're, they're going all the way back to New England now. Uh, they just have one interception in two games. Um, they've been poor getting turnovers too. Uh, and I wouldn't say the Raiders defense is really good. I just think Drew Brees uh, kind of looked uh, – and he just didn't look great in that start uh, against the um, the Raiders. And obviously he was, he was out without Mike Thomas. And, uh, you know, while Mike Thomas runs a lot of short routes, he's a guy with, with sure hands, uh, a guy that, that gets a lot of yards after the catch. 
And um, I, I think that he was lacking that at the end of the day. We didn't put too much uh, you know, stock into that. But at the end of the day, he was missing Mike Thomas. It was a big, big difference uh, for Breeze in the offense. Um, so, yeah, you know, I like the Patriots here as well as, as a big favorite. I think uh, if you can get them under, you know, by a touchdown or, or less, it's a, it's a go. So right now I'm seeing them at minus 5.5. I agree with the Patriots minus 5.5 for sure. Awesome, and I'll, I'll throw it to you. One, you can pick one of these two games and give me your final thoughts here before we say goodbye to you. Uh, we got either the Sunday night game or the Monday night game, both going to be fun games to watch. A big, it's going to be a big, heavily bet games. Uh, you got two marquee games. You got Green Bay Packers on the road in New Orleans, New Orleans laying three. And then you got the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in Baltimore, Baltimore minus three and a half right now. Uh, any any game in particular between these two that you find uh, interesting or there's maybe uh, something that the general public isn't seeing right now? I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, honestly, he could be fighting for that MVP spot as well. If he stays healthy, this uh, Packers offense is really clicking. Um, you know, they've been underdogs already this season. And they already have wins. And now, again, they're underdogs versus the Saints on the road. Uh, after the Saints, you really didn't look too great versus the Raiders. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me. I think the Packers at plus 3.5, great play there. Uh, the Saints just aren't the same. I'm not sure if Mike Thomas will be back, but that defense uh, has now allowed 28.5 points per game, and the offense is only scoring 29 points per game for the Saints. Um, you know, I, I think the Packers are, are a really good play, but then you want to look at the Chiefs and Ravens real quick. That should be a really exciting game, of course. Mahomes versus Jackson, but Mahomes didn't look too great versus the Chargers in his last start. You know, Justin Herbert kept him uh, in check and, and almost brought the Chargers back to win the game. I didn't agree with uh, with Lynn and uh, punching the ball on fourth and one when they should have went for it overtime. Hor- he's such a bad coach. Horrible. That, that was a, yeah, it was a terrible, terrible decision. Uh, but I do feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. I just want to point that out. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Ravens, their defenses looked really good in the first two games. The Chiefs offense struggled a little bit, and I'm not too high on the Chiefs defense. Although they've looked good so far this season versus the Texans and the Chargers, I think the Ravens offense is uh, going to be a little bit much for the Chiefs. So, like, I agree with the line. Ravens minus 3.5, around minus 3. I agree with that line. Uh, I think this game will be close. I don't know if I'll make a play on it. I might just enjoy it as a sports fan. I don't get to do that too often anymore. So I might just let it go, but uh, we'll see. It'll be a fun game. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Just to point out one other thing about your Packers, uh, your thoughts on the Packers game, courtesy of Mitch Moss on Twitter, Mitch Moss Radio from Vison. He's he tweeted out, and only two games in, but the Packers are averaging a league best fifty three yards per drive. To put it in perspective, in two thousand nineteen, the Ravens led the league with forty one point seven yards per offensive drive. In two thousand eighteen, the Chiefs averaged forty one point five three. The 2007 Patriots averaged 41.63, and the 2013 Broncos averaged 38.22. So I do like your your Packers play there. Uh, so maybe that maybe that'll add a little bit of fuel to your fire and a little bit more conviction on that for all the listeners out there. Uh, that's an interesting stat, uh, Jason. I really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, I know I know you know. We would have loved to do it in the morning so we can get your plays on some baseball games, but baseball's already underway and this is not going to come out till tomorrow. But I really do appreciate you coming on. Where can everybody find you, Jason? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate you having me uh, first and foremost. But yeah, you can find me at SBR 
uh, write a lot of articles in the MLB, the NFL over there, Sportsbook Review. Find me on Twitter at Jason underscore Radowitz. That's R-A-D-O-W-I-T-Z. I post all my MLB plays there and uh, give a lot of insight on all other sports as well. Um, also write for American Bang Experts and Doc Sports. So get all my MLB, NFL stuff, college football stuff, uh, college basketball coming back soon. So got all those sports covered. It's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. I uh, wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, guys out there, if you're not following Jason, you got to do it. He's a great follow. Uh, once again, everybody, I'm at Iris Silver Magic on Twitter. This is a hoopball presentation. We're also at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter as well. Uh, thanks again, Jason, and hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Of course, sounds good. Thank you. All right. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.